Squad Goals, the Exo Squadcast podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And I'm Chris Baratino. And on this episode, we're talking about Exo Squad Season 2, Episode 7, The Last Man. Uh, this is our first introduction to the, the jump troops who are like super badass, like Marines, uh, airborne guys. Uh, this episode was written by Mark Edens and Brooks Watchdell. I'm saying that totally wrong, but uh, he's a veteran of the cartoon wars. He's written for, if you name a show, from X-Men to Mortal Kombat to Robocop, Alpha Commando, uh, to Heavy Gear, another robot show, he's written for it. So, I mean, this is a guy who's done a ton of work, including uh, Wing Commander Academy. He only did four episodes of Exo Squad, but they're all pretty great, and uh, we'll get to more of them. But uh, just generally, guys... General feelings about this episode, pretty good. Oh, uh, it's excellent. Uh, I I really liked it, and I have a theory about it. Oh shit! Well, let me give a quick rundown of just like what we're dealing with here. Then we'll jump to the theory. Uh, basically, in this episode, there's like an abandoned facility. They're gonna use the jump troops a little more than a live fiber exercise. Things go bad. We meet a Neo Omega, and shit goes down. But Chris, later. Okay. On me. Two- Two, 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 two theories. One's a fan theory from something else, and if it's already been said, I apologize. First is that if if Indiana Jones is named Henry Jones, and Harrison Ford plays a guy who loses his memory in regarding Henry, I'm saying Indiana Jones is the hallucination hallucination of regarding Henry. Uh, Holy shit! One. Two. Um, <laughs> uh, my theory about this episode, yeah, right. I don't know if that's a real one, but it's mine. Um, and two. I think this episode might take place like at the same time as the other episode, the, the previous episode. Hmm. So that's why we don't see JT and um, Marsala and. No, it makes sense because that we, totally checks out, dude. I don't know. It's JT and Marsala, and I think, and then Napier, right? So, I, so that's my theory. Is that's why they're not in it? Is because it's happening at roughly the same time. Also, <laughs> Nara Burns watch. Uh, <laughs> put her on a milk. Put her on a milk carton. Yeah, no, she's she's been uh, AWOL for a little bit. Do you think she ran off to uh, <laughs> to go see? Well, James isn't with the fleet, so she doesn't even have anyone to like go see now. And I think Colleen O'Reilly is like the same voice actress. Um, so <laughs> it's like kind of weird. Yeah, and and she's the junior. She's the junior officer in the jump troops too, uh, as they mentioned in the like. Uh, character intro and the rules. Yeah. So, like, let's take a second and just, like, talk about, like, what the jump troops are for people who are catching up on the series or don't know it. Um, how would you get, how would you guys describe the jump troops? Um, so they're clearly part of a failed spinoff. Um, <laughs> um, but they're, so they're, so if you think of, like, the Exo Squad as, like, as, like, artillery, as, like, cavalry and artillery, they're the infantry. Um, so they like go on the ground, like, and they take and hold the, like, they hold the land and they do more like, they do more like ground combat. They don't do anything in space. Um, right. They're kind of like the airborne too, right? Yeah. 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 And they jump, they, yeah, they're dropped from a ship, a drop ship. Um, and they let, yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, <laughs> they function like paratroopers. Um, but they, they all also, uh, have specialized like suits that have different roles, um, the same way that like the each E-frame is like specially designed for a job. Yeah. So like, so in the squad, and plus they do one of my favorite sci-fi tropes ever uh, as mechanized infantry dudes. 
where they like they don't walk they kind of like moon bounce like leapfrog it's super awesome um but with the different roles like just you know doing a little roll roll call here we got uh we got what pellegrino who's fizzy water the rifleman yeah yeah uh we got Longfeather, right? Yeah, he's the artillery guy. Boom. We got Colleen O'Reilly. Colleen O'Reilly Communications. Yeah. Communications. She graduated from the Jump Academy on the day. The <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. The day the Neo Sapiens <laughs> took over. I like that it was like this really fun impression. And it's like, yeah, she, t- she graduated on the day of the invasion and most of her classmates got killed. Everybody she ever cared about is dead. Her only family are her brothers and sisters in the Extra Squad. <laughs> and then we have, uh, what, Captain Avery Butler, right? Yeah, who is just, his frame is just rocket launchers. And, like, it's also the same color scheme as JT Marsh's, which is interesting. Yeah. The uh, So if you've only seen the first season, um, picture what the, uh, the Winfield E-frame that they used to, like, put down the Rebellion looks like. And then give it, like, big feet and just, like, a lot more colors and a lot of sparklies every time they show them. And and that's the uh, the jump troops. Uh, there are sparklies right there. Yeah, no, they, they, like, they were yeah. pushing, you know, we don't do talk about the toy kind of thing too often. But you can tell with these, they were really pushing for, like, these are the new shiny things. You're going to want to buy this toy when it comes out because it looks awesome. And I did. I totally bought the long feather uh, jump trooper and it rocked. <laughs> I would like to think his character is just, he's like the, like, I buy him in the military. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I love the Exo Squad, but I don't buy, like, you know, Bronski and some of the, like, really being in the in, in military people. He seems like a really military guy, like a drill sergeant. But I'd also like to think he's just really into cleaning his frame. Um, like, <laughs> for for one, I, I totally thought you said grill sergeant. And then I had, like, just the thought of what that would be. Um, Slip those burgers. <laughs> I said four minutes aside, soldier. Um, yes, girl, sergeant. <laughs> you only flip it once. <laughs> you got to keep those juices in. Um, and cheese after. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and for God's sakes, brush that grill. Um, <laughs> but, you yeah, know, he's a character. Like, oh, and, and, and he can be played by Barbecue Lee Ermey. <laughs> it's too much it's too much oh man i feel I can't, so bad for laughing i can't go on it's got so him good. got it's him amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah no well that's one thing with the the uh so they do like an inner squad rivalry thing with the extra squad and the the chump troops as wolf brodsky calls them yeah, I like that they're introduced, the first time they're introduced, they're already being made fun of. It's class. It's great. Yeah, well, I also love that they, they do the military thing where it's like, hey, jump troops, you know, you guys can't handle it. And they're like, like when you saved our butts on the Alpha 627. We lost some good people there, too. We lost more than some. Oh, because when things got hot, some of your boys couldn't take the heat. Why, you little punk? We lost, a lot of, like, a lot of people died. That's why we have replacements. Thanks, Bronski. And then uh, Bronski gets into a fist fight, which he has no fight even, or no right even being in. Cause... He gets spanked. Like... <laughs> yeah. I've always found, like, inter-military conflicts funny. Like, I was once, I saw two two guys in different services, like, making fun of each other for not, like, you know, being like in the real army, 
And I was sitting there, I was sitting there going like, I didn't do any of this. Like, but they don't care. They're just like, they just hate each other. No, it, well, I guess. In a friendly, in a friendly rivalry. Oh, what? Rivalry kind of way. Every branch of the military thinks they're the toughest branch of the military. Yeah. Like the exo fleet argues the chump troopers are like not as well equipped. And the jump troops argue that the exo fleet doesn't do any real work and they're lazy. Yeah, because they because he fires back at Bronski. They're like, "What were you at tea time?" Like, yeah, uh, I gotta say, Longfeather. Uh, Longfeather breaks the fight up, and it's Sam Pellegrino who's got Bronski on the floor, and he gets the freaking Marsala shot where he just like flings Pellegrino, and you're like, "Oh, Marsala broke it up," but no, it's Longfeather, which is like a really cool visual way. I mean, aside from the fact that he just tossed like a 220 pound man like 10 feet. But it's like a cool visual filmic way of showing that this guy is the heavy for the uh, the jump troops, you know? Yeah. Long, yeah, Longfeather is very clearly the like Zen like like Avery Butler is in command, but like Longfeather is like res- like commands respect. Like yeah. he's he's like Simbaka levels of like you just don't fuck with that guy. Like Yeah. <laughs> just ripping concrete out of the ground, smashing E out. Having having full sideburns beards, owning a loving life, man. <laughs> um, uh, we get some we get some good we get to we get to spend some time with Colleen O'Reilly, um, and uh, she figures out the uh, she she figures out that uh, the Neo Sapiens have cracked their code, which no one else thinks is possible, um, <laughs> which is pretty cool. So shout out to that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of uh, really good setup and payoff in this, uh, yeah. this episode. So she like invents a scrambler, so like they're to so they the Osapiens don't know that she's invented a scrambler. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, in this episode, aside from the setup and payoff of like she has a scrambler, so she takes it out later to give misinformation. Uh, the jump troops don't get along with the exo troops. Now they do. Um, they also kind of really bring in. like a hard military edge on this episode where they're attacking a lightly defended outpost as like a misdirection to kind of keep the uh, Neo-Sapien fleet on its toes. And later on, you know, they use the knowledge that the Neo-Sapiens don't know they've re-scrambled their signal to misdirect them to like a different landing zone so they can actually escape uh, an ambush. Um, Do you guys want to talk about that ambush for a little bit? A little bit? That's a word. Uh, yeah. Uh, go for it. So, uh, so the plan is to attack this base on Cirrus, um, so that the Neo-Sapiens... <laughs> for their XM, ra- for their satellite radio. <laughs> Doggy style. So, to prevent them from getting the 90s at 9, um, the other thing <laughs> is, uh, uh, prevent, uh, so Faith will have to split his forces between Earth and Mars, so they won't know where they'll hit, um... And so the jump troops land. The exo squad does a flyover. They report no issues. Um, the jump troops come in and they start um, and they uh, like check it out. Uh, and it is an ambush. Um, but they uh, uh, do uh, come across the body of a very skinny um, but large-headed uh, neo sapien, like a very skinny-looking uh, dude who they take captive. Yeah. Who. Is a, uh, a Neo Omega who has a great line immediately. He's hurt, obviously. And he says, I am injured. 
I am not a soldier. The Neo Mega has the most annoying voice in the history of animation. <laughs> I no, I but I love how like smart characters are always like so sassy and and more smarmy. They're just like I don't do any lifting because I'm so smart. <laughs> that sounds like you know certain people I mean? we know. <laughs> you there? If I had legs. <laughs> Uh, makes it sound like we know some without legs. That's not true. That's just a that's an impression of Tim Lies. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our boy Tim. <laughs> yeah, uh, Halloween. You know, but you know what I mean. Like they're just like they're just so upset. They're just like we're now sapiens perfected. Man, I don't care. Well, there, there's, you're you're a piece of crap. There, there's a part where you know there's so the jump troops are like surrounded and they have this one captive and he's like maybe you should all be my prisoner and it's just uh-huh. like. You're like, they just shoot him. Just, just do yeah. it. And aren't even they like, shut up? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Pellegrino's like, no. did that guy just tell a joke? And yeah. it's like... Pellegrino is the man. That dude rules so hard. Wait, is Pellegrino the, the Casey Jones dude? Yeah. 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 Who wears Follow like, it. who wears like a chili pepper around his neck or something? <laughs> um. He has a. And his whole thing is that he, like, his job is he just holds the biggest rifle. And. He has the most savage moment in this in this episode. We'll we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that in a minute. I just want to get yeah. through this the ambush because that that deserves its own its own thing. Um, but the, the but like it's like a very tactically drawn uh, thing where they're trying to get the high ground and they're you know they're oh yeah it's very I mean it's it is like you said we we're saying it is like kind of like a thoughtful military. I was just scrolling through it and I found a part where. <laughs> just a still frame I just said to you. So Avery Butler's got his gun on the on the Neo Mega, who's got his arms folded and is like rolling his eyes. <laughs> oh man. I love I Sorry. I love that character so much. Um, but it, it sort of reminded me of like those that first episode or second episode of Band of Brothers where they're training in in uh England. You know, it just yeah. very seems like very much like here are the tactics and there's no bad commander, but it just seems like that yeah. very well. They do, you know, in a lot of ways. This uh, here's your World War II minute. This is like very reminiscent of like Okinawa, and some of the lines they use are also like very D Day in the sense that you know, I think it was it Okinawa, no, it was Iwo Jima, Blah, wrong word. Uh, where, Idiot, yeah, stupid, <laughs> stupid. Um, where like when they first roll up, everything's like pretty chill. But it turns out it's every like every gun is dug into like a cliffside or really hidden, and uh, it's General Drusus is our first introdu- introduction to him. I'm not sure if he comes back, but he has one of my favorite interactions in the episode, where uh, he basically is understaffed, but he has a lot of these like weenie neo megas, and one of the guys is like, he's like, aha, you know, we will win this battle. And his buddy who. I'm just going to do an impression here. He's just like, but the Omegas are not meant for the battle. <laughs> and General Drusus. And he's like, shut up, nerd. And like, you know, and he does a good job. He actually kind of wins the day, you know? What's that? Isn't there like a cartoon droopy dog or something? Oh, that talks like that? oh Mitch uh, McConnell. No. Yeah, no, it kind of reminded remind, remind me a little bit of like the D-Day thing where like, Soldiers sort of, the you know, the 101st kind of landed a little bit scattered and then yeah. met resistance as they went. Um, 
obviously it's not it's not perfectly and i i get what you're saying but it's this is more of a rock in the middle of nowhere like but they also have the line where it's uh you know he's like all right raise the cruisers tell them what's happening and find out if anybody's still in command down here Italian and HQ don't respond. I think they bought it, sir. Patch me through on jump car. This is Captain Butler. I am assuming command. All units fall back to the crater line. I, I love that stuff. Um, so basically, they get this Neo Omega. They bring him back to the ship. Uh, Colleen misdirects them to the wrong landing zone uh, by pulling out her scrambler chip, then throwing it in the air and shooting it, which seemed excessive. <laughs> we won't need that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All those hours of hard work. Um... I always find it like interesting when characters like destroy something that they could totally use again. <laughs> like you know, in Lord of the Rings when they're like, "Ah, this ghost army is could not be defeated, but you guys are good. We're gonna go march on Mordor." Later, ghosts. <laughs> yeah, peace, peace, ghosts. <laughs> um, but yeah, they get this Neo Neo Mega up to uh, up to the ship, and he's he's dead. There's a there's a I think it's Pellegrino who's like. Captain, about that weird Neo we captured. There's good news and bad news. I could use some good news. The good news is that uh, his air supply is holding out. What's the bad news? He stopped breathing. But yeah, so they get him up there. They think he's dead. They're gonna just autopsy him. But oh shit, he murders the med tech, and the Leon hits on Colleen O'Reilly, and they go to check oh, yes. on him. By the way, pretty successfully. Yeah, dude. Like, I I like my in my head canon here. I like to think that Deleon had no intentions at all of checking on the Neo Omega. That he was just like, oh no, the Medtech's dead. Oh, where's the prisoner? Like he was just like, I'm gonna make out with this chick in the med bay. And then it, and then it just like got wildly out of control. Like yeah, and he barely like, wanted any part of it after that. Yeah, and they yeah, because they uh, uh, we get a lot of dead people in this episode. Those med techs are dead. Yeah, in deep freeze. Yeah, they're frozen to death. Um, um. <laughs> the uh, so basically, Neo Omega takes. He doesn't have a hostage. He's just he's going for Deleon's frame. They blow the frame, and Maggie's just like tries to do the the sickest karate kick, but he like you know knocks her out of the air, takes her hostage. <laughs> Well, well, like, so, like, there's this thing where, like, um, right, so the Neomegas can control their vital signs and make it seem like they're dead. And they find him, and he goes, he says something like, you know, Neo-Sapiens were an improvement on man, and Neomegas are an improvement on (laughs) (laughs) Neo-Sapiens. And and he, he he goes, he goes, I hope you find this line, but he goes, We are a new force in the universe. Weston goes, Hmm. Like you can hear her like roll like sigh audibly, like she goes mm-hmm, and then tries. That's why you should go to prom with me. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard of Mark Zuckerberg? I'm gonna make a new Google. He he even is like is like my brain is so advanced I can shut down my body, jocks. <laughs> I'm making Google too. <laughs> I'm gonna make an Apple phone that's better than an Apple phone. I like that my my smart guy talk is the dumbest talk of all time. <laughs> I'm gonna add a lot of numbers, <laughs> more numbers than you can add. I'm gonna add six numbers. 
<laughs> Chris can't do that. Chris can only have five numbers at a time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, they're just, they're just, it's just amazing. Like, they, like, you made a new race of creatures and they're just a, so bored with it. They're just so over. They're just taught, yeah. They're yeah, not existed today. But the best, the best part is that this episode is one of my favorite things where you have someone, you know, like the brainiac who's thought of, or like the kung fu, it's the guy with the sword in Indiana Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Who's so badass in a one way. And then it's like, well, what's the solution? I just shoot him. And we get to the best part of the episode. And Ryan, you should, you're the man on this one. All right. So this is arguably my favorite scene in Exo Squad. Like, uh, so, so uh, the Neo Mega has taken Maggie Weston hostage. Uh, and he's demanding, uh, he's like, he's an, uh, and he's like trying to he's trying to get away, uh, and Pellegrino has him with his rifle, uh, and he holds it up and he's like, "Drop it, Neo!" And the and the Neo Maker goes, "You will not fire. You might hit the female." And in a moment of weakness, like 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 Frodo at, at Mount Doom, he like lowers his rifle and like thinks about it and really ponders it, and then pulls the gun up and just goes, "Only if I miss." And blows the Neo Sapien away. Maggie Weston uses the energy to do like a backflip and land like straight on her feet. Uh, and yeah, and then they just, he just blow. He's so confident. He takes the shot with Maggie Weston draped over the Neo Sapien's shoulder with like, with like a six foot long gun and just blows him away. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like he's holding like the space equivalent of a 50 cal and he shoots right through the dude absolutely does not miss does not miss at all but then but then the neo mega goes flying into like the button that controls the airlock yeah and he's like no buttons and then the <laughs> airlock opens and he's like space juice and it just <laughs> Everyone starts getting sucked out the thing. Uh, the Neo Mega goes flying into into outer into the outer space, uh, which is an amazing concept. And everyone else sort of is holding on as the you know the wind's being blown out. Yeah. And uh, Pellegrino saves Brodsky, and Brodsky saves Pellegrino. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, well, and Maggie, I think, doesn't she ninja ninja star like a wrench to hit the button or something? Yeah, totally. She does a- against the vacuum of space. <laughs> She throws a <laughs> wrench so hard that it it, hit, it hits the button again. Yeah. <laughs> I also love how easy it is to open <laughs> the airlock to space. Yeah, there's <laughs> no like fail safe. It's just like there's a oh, giant button. red button. Yeah. You just slap it. The door swings open, and you are sucked <laughs> out of the airlock. That must happen like six times a day, right? <laughs> like. There's literally two buttons on and off, and they're huge. They're like palm sized. <laughs> like, so, like you're walking out. You're walking out. Steve is like some like some guy's loading up the de- deck, and it's like Steve's like, oh, like uh, being a dick to you. You just slam the button. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know, like, I'd, li- I'd like to think that Pellegrino's like uh, chili pepper necklace flew off into space, and he was like, I'm going after it, and just like. <laughs> Dives for it <laughs> into space. <laughs> Fuck the orders! I'm going in. <laughs> going in. 
washes up like two episodes later alive. Like, that was crazy, man. That was a crazy in space. <laughs> Shit got weird. I survived inside the Neo Mega. <laughs> the, um, so, yeah, and then we end with a, a sweet handshake between Pellegrino and Bronski, and the two branches are now one. Uh, yeah, dude. So, dude, yeah. Amazing episode? Yes. Absolutely. It's Yeah, it's really good. Uh, this is the only episode where Broski learns anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, who's your MVP for this one, guys? MVP. Uh, I gotta give it to Pellegrino. Like, he is just from the beginning when he beats the shit out of Broski, <laughs> all the way through to when he blows that Neo Sapien away, uh, and then saves Bro- and then saves Broski. I think he. I think every. A lot of people in this episode really give it on ten percent, but uh, but Pellegrino is just on. He's he's is, this is his like uh, Jordan with the flu moment. Like he's just on. Like <laughs> I'll, I say this like as an Italian guy, there aren't a lot of like really tough space Guidos. You know? <laughs> yeah, go. I'm with you. <laughs> he's, he's that's who he is. He's just like, oh my god, I'm gonna shoot some Neo Sapiens. All right, <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> Um, my MVP <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Colleen O'Reilly the natural natural enemy of the Italian people um, communications her, officers yeah no <laughs> yes will you try and tell me something you think you're better than me you think you're better than me try to communicate um, her intrepid work with the unscrambling of the code I thought gives her high regards in my book MVP yeah. And then the hubris again to just be like, well, done with this. Blah. And, just... Blah. <laughs> and then Hercules Mulligan shows up and he's like, I'm a Neo Sapien now. And he's like, Blah, Wait. blah, my name is Hercules Neo Sapien. <laughs> yeah. Herculeseus Neo Sapienus. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say my MVP is the Neo Mega because he's like, he's one of the, the, the perfect villain tropes. Like you said, he's like a weenie. He's like, Who's just like he's cocky, he's an asshole. He's like you remember Triple X, the villain in that, who's like yeah. who's like, Oh no, you won't shoot me. I have hostages. <laughs> or the lethal weapon too, you know. You can't uh, arrest me because I have diplomatic immunity. He, just he like, gives he gives off kind of like an Alan Cummings in uh Goldeneye vibe. Yeah, but. like <laughs> so I just I love just when they have, not only are they introducing like this new, you know, the new bad guy, but it's just like a great example of that. Plus, I keep in my brain thinking Neo Maga, so I just picture like a, like a douchebag in like a red hat just being like, whatever. Phaeton's, Make America great again. Phaeton's going to build a wall, and it's like I don't know what that voice was, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's like that's like make Sweden great again. <laughs> Make Denmark great again. Yeah. Watch. Which way is the war? Which way to your local war? <laughs> I, see how I am blending in in America? <laughs> how many guns do you have? I will have some guns. <laughs> My way. Um, yeah, God. Good episode. Good episode. Um, before we go, anyone got anything they want to plug? Um, two loopy ladies on Etsy. Etsy. Go there. 
Uh, find yourself a wonderful crocheted hat or scarf. If you need wedding videography, go to 25films.com. Boom. And get in touch with us. Oh, Any, yeah. Anywhere in the Northeast will do. And that's all I got. That's not the only thing they'll do. Oh, yeah. What? What? Uh, uh, <laughs> I definitely passed an exit. I went to a wedding this weekend. Passed an ex- exit in uh, New Jersey. That was Mawa. And all I could think of was Mawa. And I don't know why I thought Mawa. that was... <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I thought that was the funniest thing. But um, yeah, and finally, any recommendations of stuff? I'm going to say, uh, you know, um, about halfway through Glow. We talked about it coming out this week, and I'm really digging it. Um, really and, good. Yeah. It seems right up your alley. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's a whole bunch of lady character actors that I really like. Allison Brie in there, too. Uh, um, oh, God. Blank, WTF Mark Marin is in there, and it's about wrestling. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Nice. How long are the episodes? They're like half hour, 40 minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's Genji Cohen too, the woman who did uh, Weeds and Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, and it's got oh, nice. and it's got one of my favorite. Um, I'm blanking on her name. Sunita Mani, I think, right? She was yeah. She was in Mr. Robot and the video for Turn Down for What and like yeah. you know she's one. I think she's gonna be one of those people that's like not a big deal, but a pretty decently sized deal in like a year or two because she's got amazing comedic timing. So. I mean, everyone steals the show every episode. Like, uh, Paul F. Tompkins is in an episode. Oh shoot! And and jo- uh, Joey Ryan, Master of the Penis, Penis Suplex, is in one too. Oh, so good. Um, uh, sorry, this has been a really nice Glow podcast. Yeah, right. We should we should start. Yeah, but that's what we should start. We should start the Glow podcast, where it's just three dudes talking about a, a well, show about female empowerment. <laughs> That'd go over super well. Yeah, I, I'm sure we say a lot of correct things, and uh, like a lot of things that a lot of people think are really smart and like, <laughs> uh, and not all offensive. Um, I watched The Conjuring this week. Um, oh yeah, that movie's awesome. Um, I think it's on Stars, uh, and it's pretty sweet. Oh, and I rewatched that Ant Man with Paul Rudd. Uh, that movie's really cool. Uh, that movie's way better upon rewatch. Yeah, no, definitely. Hmm. Um, nothing is. I saw. Oh, have I mentioned uh, Moana and Sing Street? You have not. I thought you were going to say the leftovers again. No, no, the leftovers still good. <laughs> no, but yeah, Mo- dude, Moana is like the shit. The leftovers is really good. <laughs> you see, because they're it's like a food thing, but it's also a people thing. <laughs> Um, Moana is really good. There's, I, there's some like I think it rushed through the first act a little bit, but uh, the music's really good. I like the colors. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's super good. Like the colors, the color palette is super awesome. Yeah, no, it's. Re- I mean, it's really bright. It's fun. It's like I think it's well told. I think the music's good. I think there's a lot of cool characters. I enjoyed it. Yeah, there's definitely uh, near the end a moment or two that are just like, you know, it's like, is it dusty in here? Or is it just, uh, or am I just crying? Yeah. Uh, and plus, and it's, streaming, it's streaming on Netflix too. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. It just showed up on Netflix. Dude, I know what I'm doing right after this. And those little coconut guys are amazingly fun. 
Um, Sing Street, also a very good movie by the guy that did Once and Begin Again. It's about a kids forming a rock band in uh, Dublin in the 80s. And all the music, have you seen it? It's all, all the music is like 80s, like new wave music, but it was obviously written today. And like, it's actually 14 and 15 year old kids. It's not like um, 25 year olds playing 14. So, oh, well, uh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. So like, all, yeah, all the music's really good. It's like just, it's just super, it's just super like, the kid wants to get a girlfriend. Like that's the whole reason for the band. And, and so, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a lot of fun. I think you'd like it. That's awesome. Uh, did you guys ever watch The Commitments? No. It sounds. Is that the uh, Irish one? No. Yeah, it's um, it's Irish people in the uh, '90s, um, and no one has any jobs, um, so they start a soul band. But it's all um, white <laughs> Irish guys in their mid twenties, um, and they make us. They make a soul band, and it's like about their their whole like journey. Super good. That's awesome. Nice. Hey, I'm gonna find out someday. I wanna find out what the train is that always goes by and i'm gonna make it a bio page on our website oh yeah it's the uh it's the fishburg commuter rail because um. <laughs> i realized like stupid me i'm like it always comes by right by the end and i'm like it's a train you know phaeton runs boston so the train wait what, time. what part of the city do you live in um i live in cambridge um <laughs> I, I, I know cambridge um, <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a little place called cambridge uh so i live between where tufts is and where harvard is um and so my backyard is the uh fitchburg commuter rail Um, oh you know what i saw i saw patriots day how was that i it was a lot better than i was afraid it was gonna be i think it's (laughs) it i think it it's it just tried i thought it tried to treat its subject with a little bit of humanity, but the, but like the whole like Mark Wahlberg is just like a made up character, which just makes you just think like Mark Wahlberg like needed to be in the movie to some for some reason. Yeah, because I had to because I had anything to do with Boston. That's why. Yeah, and the first you know everybody's just like, oh Boston, wicked Boston, and like really not, not everybody has that accent. Like, I swear to God, I'll put money on this. Someday there's going to be a movie that's Mark Wahlberg and David Ortiz, and they're like it's a buddy cop movie. And it's gonna make uh, a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, but that movie's gonna rule. Yeah, I didn't say it was gonna be bad, man. I just said it's gonna happen. Right. I'm in. So, I'm in both counts. Yeah, he's like an undercover uh, ball player who's busting up a drug ring in Dominican baseball. Let's say. <laughs> so it's like a fish out of water, tropical thing. You know. I, I uh, to to be fair, David Ortiz does make an appearance in the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> But not. It's like they. It's like video footage of the. Uh, yeah. The Red Sox game like that week. That was the year he beat out the Libertarian and and Green Party mayoral candidates. He was the third highest. Uh, he was the third highest candidate for mayor of Boston that year. Was he as a write-in? <laughs> yeah, as a write-in. Yeah, because they counted the votes that also said just Big Poppy. Yeah, he beat the third part. He beat all the third party candidates. That's, That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> Can we just new podcast? Uh, David Ortiz. Like a retroact, like basically under the assumption that David Ortiz is actually president, but we're talking about the campaign. Your Ortiz administration. I'm- let's just, no, let's keep. Let's but start with like he's mayor of Boston and then becomes governor and then like all the way through the presidency. <laughs> but it happens in real time, so every week is another week in the Ortiz administration. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Welcome everybody to the Ortiz administration. Um, 
<laughs> we're we're really heavy on the Lin Manuel Miranda. This this episode. He's I'm a, going he's all a, in on LMM. He's yeah. a good songwriter. What can I say? <laughs> Seriously. Um, speaking of good songwriters, I'd like to thank Eric Calderon for our intro and outro music. You can find this stuff at three three one E Rock on Twitter, on YouTube, everywhere on the internet. Um, we come out with a new episode every Saturday. Please tell your friends about us. Leave a review, share, rate, review, write a review. Please tell something about us. Um, next episode is season two, episode eight, The Dragon's Rock. Um, so the Dragon's Rock? Dragon's Rock, man. Oh my God, I can't wait. I'm really excited, um, especially for the inevitable slip up. So anyway, next Saturday, we're going to talk about that dragon that big old dragon rock and uh it's gonna be a really hard thing to get through but i'm sure we're gonna penis um (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, so for exodus squad i was thinking about dragons in a band (laughs) now i'm gonna think about that yeah that Uh, that big old turgid dragon's rock (laughs) turgid (laughs) (laughs) what a lukewarm (laughs) Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I described the performance as turgid. <laughs> <laughs> I review plays for my school newspaper. <laughs> We're gonna have to have the Neo make a minute. Like that's gonna be the thing. Um, just a one minute review of something. Uh, the Neo make a minute. So for Exo Squad goals, I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And I'm Chris Tarantino. <laughs> um, are there any um, heroes in this coming? No. No, sir. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>